The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello, hello. This is Talk Cosmos, Sue Rose Minahan, host, and today is November 16, 2019, and we repeat next week on the five days more from the, on the 23rd. Our subject tonight is the fifth series of our little mini-series of Kabbalah letters, and the Kabbalah letter for that relates to Scorpio, because we are in the Scorpio archetype, is Nun, N-U-N. Although it is spelled a little differently sometimes, I've seen the two U's, but many times these ancient concepts have many different spellings throughout the times and, and relationships. We have had five. This is the fifth. We did Aries with Hay, Taurus with Vav, the connector, Hey is to look. I mean, there's many, many ways to look upon these ancient, ancient, well, thousands of years metaphysically tools that help us understand the creation. And this is from the Kabbalah lineage that has been uh, protected through the Jewish faith, although it is connected to any and all faiths understand. And the reason we bring this up is because astrology is very ancient in itself, and it's how to understand our world. The third one was Gemini with Yud, and then the fourth one was Virgo with Zion. And tonight? With Yud, with Yud yes. Oh, was it Yud? Oh, I got yes. that mixed up? Okay. And Gemini, Zion, yes. Oh, Zion for, very good, for Gemini and Yud for uh, Virgo. Virgo. Okay, and tonight yep. is going to be Nun with Scorpio. So Dana Bernbach is is speaking with me tonight, and I'm just looking here. I had everything all organized. There she is. And Dana is from... Newcastle, New York, and she's a certified evolutionary astrologer, does chart consultations, and teaches evolutionary astrology sessions, and she is devoted to understanding these relationships between the 22 Hebrew letters, building blocks of creation, and the zodiac, and how it influences our soul's journey. And essentially, Scorpio and Nun relates everything to the soul, so we have come home and mm-hmm. last also, Dana is a pediatric nurse outpatient practitioner with 30 years of focus care of babies and children with heart disease and presently at Pallades Mountains in New York. So Dana, it's been a, really a gift. And here we are on our fifth session talking about Nun. Yes. Well, thank you so much. As always, really, it's great to be here with you, Sue, and with uh, the team. And uh, so many serendipities today with our uh, timing of the session. And um, 
speaking about the archetype noon, because as you you spoke about the building blocks of creation, the letters, these are really, truly tools. These letters are tools of the creator for um, creating our world. And the relationship between, of course, the zodiac sign and the letter uh, becomes more and more empower, apparent and richer as one digs deeper and deeper. So, is true. Like just the yeah. fact that this is soul, and it has. Like I'm just looking at keywords from various research: faithfulness, emergence, humility. But yeah. there's it's it, it, the links are really incredible. Soul flow comes up, but then the fact that it relates to the what's in the water because it's with mem and that it's a fish and it's this kundalini anyway I'm jumping into all yes. these thoughts but kundalini so however yes i mean it's it's um so in keeping when we're talking about water the waters the creative uh fluids that we uh so many associations become apparent all at once <laughs> the fluidity of the whole subject <laughs> but we are in our fifth session of course and the five relates to the sephirah the sphere on the tree of life of mars which as we know corresponds with scorpio aries and scorpio the kabbalists do use the traditional planets still, even though more and more we're incorporating the trans-Saturnians as well. But I think for sure the archetype known as Ver and Scorpio very much relate to many aspects of Mars, the water principle, but there is a fiery element too within the sign of Scorpio. And it's because of its relationship with Mars. I'm glad you brought this up. I was curious as I was going along. I had seen something about Mercury with transmutation, but the Mars and the five, thank you for that. And it is like fiery waters is for what I was reading about too. Yes, yes. It's, um, well, if we really get down to it, this, the principle in Kabbalistic astrology of Scorpio, the sign and the constellation are linked with the notion, the word din, dalid nun. So it's nun, and it's also dalet, because according to the Kabbalists, dalet, the letter dalet, is the tool, the artist tool that created Mars. Dalet created Mars. Dalit is responsible for what the Kabbalists say is the horizontal planes of existence. So when we look at, we're getting right very deep very quickly, mm -hmm. but I think it's important to sort Scorpio. of lay this out in the beginning because we always come back to the uh, tetragrammatron, the four-letter name of God, yud Hey vav Hey, And within that Yud is the seed spark, the beginning and then moves into the letter hey, the womb, which is very much related with Scorpio, which is another layer that we can get into. But when you get down lower to the vav, down, that's also yesod, the procreative forces, 
Then we move into the realm of Dalit, which is a, all of creation as we know it. So Dalit means door, the door, and it's the door down into this, these worlds, these planes of existence, and it's the door back up to the highest levels on the tree of life. The Dalit of Dot, very high up, and the brain, the three, the, the high, the Keter, Chochman, Bina, the invisible Sephirah is Dat, beginning with Dalid. And then Yesod, which in our plane is associated, you know, we think of the moon, but that's a nut ends with Dalit. So coming down into this world is also through the door of the letter Dalit. So right there, right in this month, we're up close and personal with that level of creation, that creator, Dalit. From what I, this is connecting with me in the sense that there's two nuns from what I was mm -hmm. looking at, and mm -hmm. one is bent as far as it's, and this is, again, just to specify yes. to our audience, everything has a visual, it's drawn, and so um, the, the, it, it curves or it doesn't curve but it's bent and the other one at the end in the suffix part of because that one is at the I believe the middle the beginning or the middle of a word this letter but if it's at the end it's straight and this again relates yeah. from what I understand to what you're saying about the door the path the dalet which is the door you know opening and closing as we can generally think of it but that the nun and remembering that this is Scorpio we're talking about and a bit, a deep, for the audience, you know, for a deeper way to really mm -hmm. see some of these, um, the, the characteristics that, that we yes. all experience. Because whether we're a Scorpio for our sun, our moon, our rising, which are all astrological features, or a planet was in, transiting that sign, or one mm -hmm. of the houses of the 12 houses could be... Like my third house is ruled by Scorpio, and my eighth house is ruled by Mars. So I kind of Aries, you know. So uh -huh. yes. ruled by Mars. So I kind of reach it from both angles. But my point is, is that it it's to fall. That first bent one means we fall, yeah. and then yeah. the other one is to straighten up. So that really relates again to this doorway that you're speaking of is descending to the depths which or to yeah. fall and then our I suppose and, and to talk about it the choice or the, the, the faculty in order to raise up again meaning to what align to the source to whatever we want to refer that to is yes yes for, absolutely. So the second letter in Din, Dalit, and then Nun, is actually a Nun Sofit. The long line is a final Nun. When a word in Hebrew ends with the letter Nun, it's drawn as a straight line, but it's below the, lo the line of what, on which you're writing. So it's actually, I believe, the only letter in the 22-letter Hebrew alphabet that descends beneath the plane that you're writing on. So we're talking, of course, about a fall, a descent, um, that we are in some way meant to go through in order to transmute. This is known by the Kabbalists. This month of Scorpio is called the month 
in simple terms is Cheshvan, but it's known as Mar Cheshvan, which means like the bitter month of Cheshvan. And Mar also, how can we not avoid the connotation that we're talking about perhaps the planet Mars as well? This is a deep, deep month of transmutation, and it's considered to be the month of the flood, the flood of Noah. And so we're really getting into the realm of when we're talking about the the waters of purification and the chaos and tumult that we go through when we fall in order to rise up. I I get excited here because what you're speaking of reminds me that it's transformation. It's transforming two things that I have noted down that you've spoken directly about. Well, transformation. Transforming bitterness into sweet and transforming the darkness into light. This purpose of this energy is yeah. to to uh, transform that. And in Scorpio, it is an emotional sign. It is a water sign. And you're right. It is very, from what I read, unusual. So to have the only letter dip below the, the horizon, you might say, because Mm-hmm. As we know, the mythology of Pluto taking Persephone, the daughter of fertility, under the world. To, to, you know, it's our passageway of, 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 of purging. When you like the flood, of getting rid of what doesn't work, to rebirth. Yes. And it really goes back to what we've been speaking about since uh, the beginning, our first session, the notion of raising the sparks, the shells. In Hebrew, they say the klipot. The Gnostics would probably say, call it the archons, but the dark forces. To raise, that's part of what we're here, is to, according to this view this tradition is to raise the sparks, bring everything back together into unity. All the shards that were that were fractured. Yes, because it fell. reminds me again and again when I hear uh, general astrology speak that the pathway from Aries to Scorpio is one of the personal, in although it is above the horizon involving other people. But the point Mm -hmm. is, are we going to live or are we going to die? And I know for people, not to take this absolutely literal, though it can be, but that whatever energy it is that got started with that spark of fire in Aries, by the time it gets to, what's the, by the time it gets to Scorpio, did it have enough energy to really flourish and be alive Otherwise, over mm. and out, and we start a new one. So, and so that it really is a matter of that rebirth of 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 really having sense to it. And when you mention kliput, K I L P U T for our audience, that's like a shell. So yes, it is like what what what. Uh, what barrier do we have between us and the light? That 
could you look at it that way? Yes, yeah. that okay. is that's fascinating. And because we are there are clipot. I mean, we tend to see something as the clipot, the dark shells as something oh scary, right? And uh, other, but we have clipot when we eat a piece of fruit. We often we take yeah. this the same word. We we um, peel the klipa from that that surrounding in some ways protecting the essence of the fruit. We have clipot on our bodies. Oh, yes, the skin. Our nails, our skin. We shed our own skin. And it's ruled by Saturn, the the, the structure. Yes, we need to have yeah. containers. I mean, whatever. It's um, Yes. And that's why and when, when you bring in Saturn, I just um, must say at this juncture that for um, our listeners to, to ponder that the value of Nun is 50. And 50... And we talk about Nun related to Mars and related to Scorpio and the Sephira Givora, which is on the feminine pillar underneath Bina, the Divine Mother. Bina is also 50 because in Kabbalah, the notion of the 50 gates of understanding or the 50 gates of wisdom is Bina. Yes. And Bina. So there is linked right away, there are deep mysteries in the connection between Nun, Scorpio, and Bina, the, essentially the divine womb of our creation. You know, this brings, when you bring up the 50 gates, I, to understand it, I was looking, you know, the idea that there's Menashe, which is mm-hmm. the soul. And there's there's two. There's Menashe and there's the other. Who is the other? Ephraim. Ephraim? No, it was um, Mesh. Okay, I'll, I'll look on my notes here. But, yes, no, Mesh, yes, absolutely. Menashe was the, is the tribe connected with Scorpio and this month. And it's the same exact letters that spell the word Nishama, which is the highest level of our soul that we can perceive, which is at the level of Bina. Okay. Is that what you were thinking? I think that well, might be pretty have been close. You, you... So the idea yeah. was that there were these, like, there's an older brother and a younger brother, and the mm-hmm. o- usually throughout ancient times, the older brother was the one that was honored with so many gifts from the family, bestowed inheritances, and etc. Mm-hmm. And so often the younger would be jealous of this, but in this case, the, with Menashe of mm-hmm. of soul because it has the same letters and values and, and that, yeah. was that this person honored the younger brother, saying, you're really the better one. And the younger brother felt no jealousy. In other words, there was a really great relationship between the two of all these different brothers because of the fact that they really honored and loved one another. And the idea was that they were grateful for what they had without and grateful that another had what they had and this and therefore the one had in life the younger brother had 49 gates and upon passing received the 50th whereas the older brother who normally would have had this is sort of a subtlety but there is some depth to this to contemplate the older had the 50 gates because he recognized that just because of his position, he mm-hmm. was happy for his lot, but happy for the other, for the younger one, and realized that the younger one 
could actually uh, fulfill the purpose better. And so it does relate to those gates. You know, and there's so many portals in astrology and with Venus and Mars that we talk about with yes. conjunction. And so with Kabbalah here, the gates, it must be quite significant to. Yes, the, the significance of the gate of uh, Bina being through the Nun, through Scorpio, through um, the fa- falling or even a failure we actually can enter into the gate of the creator. The portion of the Zohar that corresponds with uh, this week, this coming week, actually, it may just be right before the recording is aired, though, is refers to Bina as the creator. And it's through this falling and then rising up that we are redeemed. It's through that process of the nun. So we talked about the straight nun, correct? But the one, the other one that's bent over represents um, service. There's an aspect of servitude to it. But it really, I think the message is that through service and through compassion, we are able to transmute the negativity that's experienced through through the whole journey of this month. Oh, that's beautiful. Just, yeah, be, it it is that fear versus love, and having compassion and love, the generous osity of others, rather than you know, it, it is a process. It's a very deep process that that of transmutation i'm just thinking Ooh. of of it you know the words in in some of it they said that mem and nun mem is m e m is water uh-huh. and that well let's see I, I as i think of that but but the fact is is that in the water is a fish and mm-hmm. it also relates to the sexuality and kundalini too, that mm-hmm. that actually, even from the ancients, the serpent, you know, with Hebrew, um, it it begins with N, Nun, and yeah. and so no. yeah, and this pivotal force that that you know, the Kundalini is that force up the spine is sexual energy transmuted, and that. All of this, and the fish representing something in the water, and the sexual unity, like you had said, unity. But the for creation, it is in many ways looked upon as energies that are masculine, feminine, mm-hmm. uniting yes. to create in the in the central pillar, which is so apt that you brought up the spine because the nun also connects with the spinal cord and it is such a deeply generative creative sign the Scorpio when you rise to the level of generativity and as you were beginning to touch upon so the mem the letters mem and nun there is a notion mem and nun 
can never be apart. And how fascinating because the, the on the tree of life, the highest spheres, Bina and Chochmah, are never, the Kabbalists would all, will always say, they are actually never apart. We see it that way, but they really are one. And I think that in that notion, there are those deep mysteries of the Mem and the Nun. Because for our listeners, the Nun, we keep on talking about the fish because Nun is an ancient Hebrew word, one of the words for fish. And so this is the fish swimming in this, the waters of the sea of the divine womb. Yam is also, which is sea in Hebrew, also equals 50, the same value as the letter nun. So they are never apart. The it, deep waters and the fish itself. Really, these are very subtle and, and well, analogies that are important because it is like the poetry of life. Yes. Yes. And so we'll continue with these thoughts. And just for our audience, we will take a short announcement. Now, this is Talk Cosmos, and it is November 16, and repeating on Thursday at 6 a.m., in case you're listening then. And I'm speaking with Dana Bernbach, and we're speaking of the last letter, well, not the last letter, but our fifth of our five-part series of Kabbalah letters. And for Scorpio, it's Nun, N-U-N, as commonly is, is, is expressed. And just to mention, too, well, we'll be right back, but in case you've just come in on this, you can listen on 1150kknw.com or the podcast, because we do have archives. Okay, thank you. We'll be right back. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Scorpio, traditionally ruled by Mars, now ruled by Pluto, by departing a cycle based on comparison between extreme energies finding balance, Scorpio commits a relationship to exchange resources, experiencing power and powerlessness for the purpose of soul growth transformation. As a fixed water sign that is extreme, intense, and secretively deep, Scorpio's passionate nature questions the psychology and mystery concerning life and death. Ciao and greetings to all you folks out there that have got enough curiosity to tune in to what's going on here. My name is Jeff Peters. I am the Lively Astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m., where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our consciousness. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Well, welcome back. This is Talk Cosmos, November 16, with Dana Bernbach, and we're doing our fifth talk, our concluding our little mini-series on Kabbalah letters. And tonight, for Scorpio, we are in the archetype of Scorpio. It's Nun, N-U-N. And if to remind you, too, that you can always 
Connect These Live at 1150 KKNW at the time that we're presenting them, which is Pacific Standard Time now. Seattle has returned to that on Saturday or 6 a.m. on Thursday with our repeat show. But also sign up. I have a wonderful announcement that I send out weekly, and you can always subscribe for announcements. And if you're interested in finding out about our guests, our Talk Cosmos will give all that information about the show and about the speakers. So, Dana, we have been talking about Nun and the depth of the bent that the fall and it's a stage of digestion. It's a process, like a fermentation or corruption. You know, I was just looking at a book that was in our free library about the from time, and it had to do about fungi. And it was saying that fungi might actually uh, overcome, well, this is not well put, but in other words, we think of humans as top of the chain, but there's so many fungi, and fungi totally transmute. They take something like tar and can make it a, a benign sub product of total transmutation. So in some curious way, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, because nun is that deep, deep, as you said, it's the only letter that is below the surface, and Scorpio is the depths. Yes, it really is the depth, and it's um, when we get back to the notion of din and judgment and the associated um, sense that the archetype of Scorpio and the month Cheshvan are associated with, it's the sense of smell and it's through smell that in a very primal way getting back to mars that we can discern that just shocks me i I hadn't thought of discerning because i did read about smell i know that each of the letters relates to a sense but also it said that at the end if we are being in the sense of judgment of oh Looking at a as an appraisal, maybe thinking of another word just for our twentieth yes. cent twenty first century yes. thinking, um, yes. that it is by what we are creates a smell, and I thought how fascinating because of the animals smell is so primal, and again, and also I will say that I've been speaking with some folks other speakers and friends who have great mediumship ability or or psychic ability, which we all own and possess, but some of us are more astute or connected to it. And Scorpio is one of those deep psychological and emotionally, as we're showing, a sign that where we need this process, but that some people can smell, like they could smell the cologne that their mother or grandmother uh, would wear, even though they have passed. Or my husband, he's, he and his sisters will sometimes smell cigars. Their father would smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, as if the, when that energy is present. So, yes. And it's the animals when, through 
when they smell with their sense of smell, they can perceive so many layers of um, each other's and our chemistry. And through that, perceive a great deal of information about somebody through that sense alone. It is astonishing, and people say what you eat is what you know you exude. And then, of mm-hmm. course, when you just think of compost, there's these layers of, of, yes. of product. But also with creation, the story of creation, the one that we're most familiar with in the Judeo, uh, and perhaps other Christian, you know, but other uh, cultures too, is that from the four corners, the sand was gathered and then the dew the heavenly dew to mix into a form and breathe through the nostrils the air so this whole connotation of from matter and water is this is this air that creates the breath or or through the nose you know this that cycle yes and that cycle as we're moving towards at this point as we see it in as we see our history, moving towards what we often refer to as the age of Aquarius, we are moving towards this period of the unification of the left and right pillars into the the central column of of dot of the true knowledge. This, thank you for that, Dan. I'm really always you come up with. I love it. You just connect it again. Because that goes back to what you had said before our break. And that was, is that we, and and I will preface this with, because of my own reminder that from the very beginning with Hay, when we were working with Aries, that it occurred to me that in this physical plane that we live in, it's so easy to differentiate between like, for instance, the male and the female. And, of course, when we talk about feminine and masculine, in contrast to male-female, you know, which is the bodies, but the energies, masculine, feminine, still one kind of considers them as isolated. But no, it is this constant interaction. And that's what you were bringing up, too, with your, however you were speaking. I'm not saying however, but just mm-hmm. reminding mm-hmm. us that... And again, now you're speaking of the unification for the age of Aquarius, and that there are these three pillars, the central column in the Sefer with the two exterior columns of these energies and the flow between them. But that they're, that's just an illustration that really these energies are connecting and, and that's interacting. Yes. And if I may bring it back uh, to the creation story that you you alluded to, Sue, because there is so many mysteries here with the letter Nun and the uh, the story of Eden that I think is so key to really beginning to penetrate the mysteries of Scorpio and the letter is that some keynotes here just for people to take away with them it really really it's like um eggs hatching in your mind when you begin thinking about these things the gamatria the numerical value for messiah or what we know as the redeemer in hebrew it's mashiach the anointed one is the same value as that of nachash the snake which begins with by the way the letter nun 
Those are two things. That's something very important to remember that the snake, the perpetrator, the one that we see as the one who created, who introduced the chaos and the fall is actually the same, if you want to call it being or another side mm-hmm. of the being through which the divine collective soul, we will all reunify and go back up. That's one. Also, within the Kabbalistic principles and understanding of Nun and Scorpio, there's the notion that before the Nun, before the Sun, rather, the Messiah, the Redeemer, the Anointed One, came before the Sun, and that being is known as Yud Nun. So there is really um, something very deep here about this messianic principle, because to fall, nafal, nefilin pol, begins with a nun, and the Messiah, Mashiach, is referred to as the one who knows how to fall, lin pol, nofel. The Redeemer is the one that knows how to fall, so that we go below the horizon, we fall, we go through the waters of transformation and transmutation in order to return. Oh, that's, there is purpose. There is the back to the purpose that we are meant to transform. And, you know, I remember with other letters that we had, Vav of Taurus is the, um, if I'm correct about this, a connect, well, there's a descent and there's also Zion of um, connector of of Gemini, and so mm-hmm. you know because looking at the Sefer, these energies like as you had said at the top, and there's a lot of names. People are going, oh my gosh, another name, yeah. but still yeah. it is this a top part where all is energy, the energy of the source. And so how do you kind of scientifically or diagram it so that people can follow and get these concepts. And that's really what we're looking, these tools, as they're called. Tools is a great way of doing it, uh, of expressing it is what I'm saying, actually. But the fact, let's see, no, I have to go back to myself, my own thinking here about what you, because I've written all these notes about how to fall and the trends. Yeah, I think that the 22 letters and the glyph of the tree of life are very helpful tools for simplifying because we could go on and on and on and on in the layers of the onion that we always come back to to, to using as a as a metaphor. But and it probably more likely is the like an onion, but in order for people to have a way of reaching in and beginning The letters and the tree of life diagram are so helpful. It is a simplification. Yes. And going back to the, now looking at my notes here, I think the Eden and the river, because there are these rivers and the river is really within ourselves. That was something too that I was reading. I thought, oh my goodness, I love that whenever it returns to the internal rather than the external because, mm-hmm. you know, and the 50 gates, you know, um, and humility, that's a word that stands out as to to realize that 
through, I think, as we were mentioning, that as we fall and we wonder, because life is emotional. We feel, and it, it has meaning. What we remember is how people made us feel or how we feel. You know, it's not just intellectual. And so figuring out our place, like the two brothers, you know, what's our, to have gratitude eventually, not just on a mental idea, but to really feel that gratitude for what we have and mm. also appreciation for the success of others, which in a sense is humility. Yes. Ooh, there's another yes. word that comes up and that's deceit mm. because what it's saying is that the in our, the way we perceive things, that we think it's all controlled by nature, but it's a false reality, and that the mission is to reveal and draw uh, the sources, God's, or the sources, infinite, yes, infinite light down into this world and see the true reality of, of the world. Yes, I mean, that's always something that, and we, we spoke about this, I think, uh, last time in the beginning with, with Virgo, but this, the notion of this world as an illusion, and yet there's this Kabbalistic notion that we are absolutely here. There are blinders, there are veils of illusion for sure, but we are here absolutely to bring light into the darkest, darkest, in what we would, for lack of a better word, or lowest places, that is part of this sign. The 50 is a number that is just above nature. So there's the creation, what we see as nature, but the creator be at the level of Bina is just is above nature. So we really are. This is how we raise, we raise the fallen sparks. You know, even science, bless its soul, because somehow there's, a, I think, a closer connection between science now and the metaphysical, what with quantum mm -hmm. science. And it is also recognizing that, uh, that we own that so much energy. I mean, we always know that there's visual things that our sight can't see and sound that we can't see. But now the entire universe has energies. And so really like the Kabbalah that says it's 1% of the veil. In other words, and behind that is this enormous source of everything. Because that really is what they're talking about, the true reality. And when they talk about the Malshut, you know, the lowest, lowest only in the sense as far as not bad, but just the fact that it's physical, that it has form, that it that it can be seen, the energy there. But yet that in that energy form, spirit can be uh, we can understand spirit and we can descend and ascend. So all these letters and 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 prob and right here in Scorpio is finally where it all gets put together. Is that yes? Yeah, I mean, uh, when you talk about um, Malchut, the Nukva, Hanuk, the Nukva, that she is the daughter, begins with a Nun. This is the lower, the lower realm of Bina. Bina, the Divine Mother, this great sea through which the fish, the Nun, is swimming, 
the manifestation in our world is Malchut, the daughter. Mm. Um, yep, there's uh, you could go just around and around and around with the with the connecting principles. And that's important. That is important. We are going to come, well, I'll just mention a little break here, just that next week, which is beginning Sagittarius, which will be November 23, we are continuing our Cosmic Collaboration Panel. And the subject of that will be expanding consciousness with the galactic center at that time the sun will be right with the 27 degrees of the galactic center in Sagittarius and that's a panel with three people so it'll be myself with Amanda Pierce of Seattle and Shannon Hayes of Seattle and so we'll have a little conversation about that wonderful energy and that'll be once a month and again to remind people if you would like to know in your emails what guest is speaking and a little bit about the subject i have a new mailchimp subscription so just go to talkcosmos.com and you can sign up and be right informed and tonight this is november 16th speaking with dana bernbach and we are concluding our five-part series of Aries, uh, Taurus, Gemini, and Virgo. We sort of skipped, but they're very con- intriguing Kabbalah letters that directly relate and gives deep significance to the astrological sign. And tonight we're speaking of Nun and Scorpio, the eighth house and sign of the zodiac so we have well we have a few minutes here we can goody (laughs) i think so dana let's see we have spoken of smell we have spoken of you of of the snake and the fall and the return of of the process of transmutation of our own internal emotional, um, spiritual. It's not just emotional, it's spiritual. It's our soul, (laughs) that we have a soul, and we want it to grow. In Scorpio, it must grow, or else it's the end of it. And so I think that's really if, and that connects it. It either falls, whatever it is, and or we find, because we're related with other people's resources, we find new depth and new alignment, and it resurfaces and connects in unification. Mm. I know. That's, that's really profound. It's really um, learning to, to fall, nofel, beginning with nun, is part of the, that tikkun, that Kabbalistic notion of rectification, those are very, they sound like scientific harsh words, but learning how to fall in the most graceful way possible in order to meet the true self. It's like the the two aspects of Scorpio. There's the level of uh, the snake that fell if you see it that way, and and travels on its stomach. 
And then there's the Scorpio aspect, the eagle, that from the heights, and the eagle is, is a symbol through which uh, Bina and the Elohim are often seen through, the eagle that watches over its young from the heights, from the highest levels of the heavens and can see everything, can perceive a dot on the ground, you know? That's the really, that is the most elevating aspect of the Scorpio, the Scorpio sign. Yes, the I, I was thinking the snake sheds its skin. And mm. so it's such a, uh, as a symbol, I mean, Mercury has, uh, Hermes has a caduceus with two snakes intertwined, mm. the masculine and feminine looking at each other, the same concept, that very ancient, going back to um, Babylonia and before that, probably, you know. So, yeah. but the tacoon, this other way of of speaking that doesn't tikkun also relate to our south node and our north node am i correct uh, uh, well that's part of it when we're when we're when we're working on alignment and sort of rectification of, of if you see karma, karmic retribution and and all that kind of thing there's that tikkun that's 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 the um vocabulary of the kabbalists yes and it, or your soul has a tikkun with this, or your soul, there's a need for you to make tikkun with that. That That's the language. That's the, the word that's used. Correction, in a way. In a correction, in a sense, yes. That yes. fulfillment. In other words, if we just, and, and really this does bring back to Scorpio, because Scorpio is soul. The soul wants to grow. And so in all of this process, if we have accomplished and have something fulfilled totally to its end it can mm-hmm. support to a certain point but after a while the energy wants to to reach out further wants to go deeper wants that another to peel off the onion or however we want to look at it and and get more meaning or more connection beyond what we see into on the mysteries of 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 so many mysteries i mean mm-hmm. i think of the kundalini mystery of the spine mm-hmm. and the and the, and the and the connecting all these these energies of of thought, but the point is that it's so. I'm trying to expand on the word of correction. Like people go, "Oh my goodness, correct your you know judgment," but these are measuring points just to kind of guide us to in this process. I mean, it really can. You can think of it in terms of transmutation, also, and. Um a purification. I mean, these are all, these are all, all words have some degree of, um, the clipot, the shells, you know, and we can choose, we can choose to sort of connect to those or we can, um, see it on its most innermost meaning. Yes. I was looking at a note here that was talking Mm -hmm. about, um, the whole idea of death process of digestion and mm. that it's a fermenta- fermentation or corruption and that heat, mild heat over time, the vital essences are given up and that the larger elements become lighter and that the essence is is a process of separation. And so in other words, this corruption of matter as a death process. So in a sense, that too relates 
so that these forces can rise. You know, I was thinking it was an interesting kind of diagnosis of of of, of digestion or of, mm. of of death. That it really yes. is. I mean, the GI tract is uh, is that system in the body that very much deals with trans digestion, of course, transmutation, releasing the clipote, what's no longer necessary, what the body doesn't need or what's not healthy for the body is excreted as a normal process. But also when we get sick, when we eat ingest something that has a poison or uh, we contract a virus, one of the main ways that the body releases that is through we, you know, excrete it or we throw it up. That's the way that that's the DI joke. When when we have it, so much deals with those elements of the clipote. I mean, that when you're having a certain surgery, when you're dealing even with our own body, if you're having surgery on your heart, they will never work on the digestive system at the same time because it introduces the dark into the into the heart Ooh. and will contaminate it. So that's within our own body is a compartment that is engineered to 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 trans, digest and transmute the clipote oh the shell the the barrier of what is is stopping us well that's so yeah. interesting particularly with your many years of heart pediatric work this is very astute and you know i was just seeing here that that brings back to smell because of the fact that there's no toxins. I was noticed reading from that, another connection, because it's true that digestion has, either it feeds us from some nutrients, and then we excrete what is toxic. Right, toxic. or what's no longer necessary, yeah. or what's, what's been, what's extracted. Yeah. This is so, this is why Virgo and Scorpio are both so related with that discriminating, discerning process that the GI tract, the gastrointestinal tract, deals with. But then smell actually bypasses all that. And I was just noticing time, like I think we have a minute here just to let us know, because it's like, oh, my goodness, Dana, it's been just marvelous, really digging into each of these letters. And I'm thinking of all, I think really it is... At the end, this transformational need to find new life for our soul that we experience ourselves and that we can exchange with resources with others. And it is a matter of this compassion you had brought back of the word. Eventually, you know, by dipping under the line as the letter, as the straight nun, to finding gratitude for what we have, true gratitude, and mm. extend it to others. So mm. I'm full of gratitude for you. <laughs> oh, and likewise, thank you so much. It's been really a great pleasure and a, and a wonderful journey <laughs> with you, exploring, exploring the mysteries. Well, thank you, our audience, 100%, and yes. have a joyous, wonderful time as you continue. And remember, this is Talk Cosmos. You can check it out with Podcast One or go to Talk Cosmos and find out about us and connect with us. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.